Hi, I'm Neil Braid from the Gallatin Bowling Club and you're listening to the Half Court Press podcast. Uh, Yasmin Parsons, netballer of Surrey Storm and England Roses, you're listening to the Half Court Press podcast. Hi, I'm Steve Lawrence of Edmund Mavericks Coastal Club and you're listening to the Half Court Press podcast. Hi, I'm Emily Dark, I play for Scotland, I'm at Sony's Hockey Club and this is the Half Court Press podcast. Five Sports Series is a special shorter season of episodes for the Half Court Press podcast. Here, Theo McLeod talks to sports clubs in the Scottish county of Fife about what they have been up to in the region. This is Dave Heddle, East Fife Community Football Club, Half Court Press podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Half Court Press podcast. You join us with our Five sports specials are episodes looking into all sorts of different sports within the kingdom of Fife in Scotland. We are sat here today with Dave Heddle, who is the Director of Football for East Fife Community Football Club. Hey Dave, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, what your job is? Well, Director of Football kind of sums it up really as... Uh... Um, the kind of person that looks after the whole kind of community club from buying equipment to the welfare of the players, the coaches, the volunteers. I've been there for four years now, just over four years. And I got there purely by accident, actually, to this role in that I was, I was coaching at uh, Dunfermline Athletic Ladies. And their season finishes in October because the ladies are sensible. They play during the summer months. Not like the guys, uh, we go out and brave the winter months. Um, so I was looking for an opportunity to, to kind of coach and um, there was a, a vacancy came up at, at East Fife, which was called East Fife Academy at that time. So I, I phoned up, made the kind of first approach and um, I was told that the team had actually folded, but there was an opportunity for something called a coach coordinator, which I really didn't have much clue what that was about. But the coach coordinator was, um, this role was available. So I went down, was interviewed and, and got the role. And I kind of did that for about three or four months. And then the head of the academy left and that kind of caused the, the, the whole place is run by a committee. So it caused a bit of a, a rethink, a review of where they were. And they decided to make this position available of director of football. And they approached me if I would take it. And, and I did. And that was the start of a journey, which has lasted four years. And I've got to say, it's been, it's been a fantastic experience for someone who's kind of in the twilight of their career days. You know, it's been a great experience for me. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? No, it's not. I'm 67. 67 now. Um, I like to think I'm a young 67, and I still coach. I, I still coach all the goalkeepers, so uh, you know I still keep my hand in. And if there's any of the teams that um, are, are short, then I'll, I'll jump in. You know, it's a very flat structure we've got. So you know, as as the kind of the person who heads it all up, I could be working for a coach one night as his assistant. So the roles are kind of reversed in that. I'll be a head coach and then I'll be the assistant coach. And that's fine. I like that. That's a good, good way of getting to know people and getting to know the kids, you know. Because we've got over 20 teams now, so it's quite difficult to 
to understand who they all are and names, etc. So you mentioned that the academy team, East Fife Academy, was dissolved. What happened and what's the relationship now with the East Fife Football Club? Yeah, I mean, it was it, that, that was me that, that, that triggered that, actually, because um, when I got there, the, there was no real connection between East Fife Football Club and East Fife Academy. Um, it was a name only. And I said, look, if we were going to, if we were going to move for a charity status at that time, then it would be better if we changed the name to East Fife Community Football Club. And that's what we did. People then realised that they actually, we weren't part of East Fife setup. We were, we were a separate entity in itself. Uh, and as it was, we got charity status. And, and that gives us more of a lever for funding to buy things like equipment and kit and pitch hire and all that kind of stuff, you know? So what's the link now? Are you a sister club, a feeder club into the professional side? We have this, this pathway, and I think most clubs now have pathways, but this, we have a pathway which starts from kids who are toddlers, really. We call them wee fifers. And that goes right up to under-18 levels. So in between that, toddlers and under-18, there's about 20 teams at various ages. If they're good enough they will kind of graduate towards the under-20 team, which is the link between East Fife Community Club and East Fife Football Club. So this is now, we missed a season through COVID, but we had a first season. So this will be our second season with the East Fife Development Club. I actually am one of the coaches for that as well. So there's a link between the two players then. They will sign amateur forms with East Fife. So that's the first step for them as a professional. If, if they'll just want to play... Um, and just enjoy the game or if they're not quite good enough then there's another path because we have an amateur team called Methyl Hall Strollers that's our amateur team so they can move from the kind of youth setup leagues into the amateur game and play at a reasonably high standard we also have connections with East of Scotland teams which is an even um, it's a bigger step for them so some of them move to East of Scotland teams if they if they just want to play for fun we have an over 35s team and we have a seniors team, we have a walking football team. So, you know, there's an opportunity from almost, dare I say this, cradle to grave, you know, cradle to grave, to play football. Regardless of ability, we will turn no one away. So, probably need a bit of explanation here in, I suppose, British football, Scottish football, under-20s are basically acting as a reserve team. The idea of a reserve team where a 35-year-old can sort of go and retire, sort of pick up a wage, it's, it's gone the way of the dodo now it's yeah you have to have uh, younger players in reserves and then move on the mediocre 35 year old yeah you're right it is, it is basically a reserve team and what happens is that as i say they all sign amateur forms with these five but they they will be called up to play or play for the first team or sit on the bench for the first team be as substitutes etc etc the under 20s play in the east of scotland development league so it's a higher level of football than it would be if it was just a, a normal under-21 type league organised by them, um, not by the SFA or anything like that, you know. So it's quite a competitive league. The, the league we're in, we're in Conference A, which is the league where all the SPFL clubs are. So we're, we're in there with Alloa, Stirling Albion, you know, the East Kilbride, teams like that. So, so the organisation that was formerly known as East Fife Academy now runs that under-20 teams under the auspices of East Fife Football Club. 
Yeah, the, the under-20s actually belong to East Fife. The East Fife Community Club are almost a feeder into that, that bridge, they say, yeah. The Half Court Press is now on Patreon. Patreon is a well-known and trusted online platform that allows our fans to support the sports journalism that we create. We offer a tiered subscription plan with more content being made available to our fans who choose to spend a bit more each month. We at the Half Court Press would appreciate any and all support that you wish to contribute towards our articles, podcasts and interviews. So, East Fife is quite a broad name. Whereabouts are you? Are you based? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to like to say the Costa del Sol, but there's nothing like that, I'm afraid. It's um, it's on the Fife coast, and East Fife normally it would stretch up, probably round about the fishing villages of Anstruther, Pittenween, Saint Monans, all the way down to Leven and, and Methyl itself. That's our kind of catchment area. That we would be. Methyl itself is, is probably one of the most deprived areas in terms of economy, you know, low wage rates and all that kind of stuff, you know, in the stats. And, and it's, it's an area which has been starved of, of any kind of real investment. And I think the only, the only now industry there is wind turbines. And that's uh, the old methyl yard has been taken over by Harland and Wolf. So that's brought a bit of industry. There is now going to be a railway station, railway link now um, put into to Leaven, which hopefully might generate some, some more kind of income and uh, economic generation to the area. But at the minute, it's, um, as I say, it's one of the most deprived areas in Scotland, if not in the UK. So you're based in Methyl? Yes, yeah. Right on the, right on the coastline, right, right next to the water, the River Forth. For people who aren't from this part of the world, that's kind of opposite Edinburgh. If you look at the map of Scotland, there's a little inlet of water yes. in the south and you're a bit closer to Portobello, which is a suburb. Yeah, that's, right. that's right, yeah. yeah. It's a good line, actually, just right across. You know, if you could walk right across, you would probably end up in Portobello. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, they um, did away with the ferry service, didn't they, years ago? So you now you have to get like a, it's now a two-hour round trip into the northeast of Edinburgh from Fife. Yeah. yeah, you've got um, to go over the new bridge now, the Queensferry Crossing to, to yeah. get across. Yeah. How can people come and watch your club? If you're a fan, if you're a bit of a football nerd, I'm a bit of a football tourist. Yeah. Well, well you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got a choice. You've got a choice of 20 odd teams, you know, so you can watch um, really young ones playing or you can go to the London side matches. And normally our games, we play some of our games at Bayview, which is the home of East Fife. We play some of our games at a playing fields called King George V. And we have another, another pitch at um, a, a place called Muir Edge. Uh, and that's, that's one of the, the problems we have in terms of growth, is that we are, we are fastly really running out of facility to play on because we've got so many teams. So if you, if you were to come down to Bayview to watch training, say tonight, from four o'clock till half past nine, ten o'clock, that pitch will be full of kids playing. 
So it's it's well used and it's a 3G surface as well to Bayview. So it's it's a, it's a very good surface to play on. This is the third generation of AstroTurf, isn't it? It's like grass. It's sort of like a, it's not just a flat turf. It's, the ball rolls across the which is a synthetic sort of sinewy thing. Yeah. Of course, only football can play on it, isn't it? But it's in Scotland, you need it because the pitch is freeze and it becomes waterlogged and unusable. Well, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, in, in actual fact, you could probably use Bayview if you had the, you know, the, the people to go on it. You could almost play 24-7, you know. Um, it can be used all the time. Our, our kind of plan is to try and use it more during the day, maybe through education programmes or, you know, something like that with linking with the, the, the schools. We have a strong connection with Leavenmouth Academy, which is a secondary school, and we have a strong presence in all the primary schools, which the primary school one at the minute has been hampered by all these COVID regulations and things, but we've got a strong connection with the local school community. And one of the, the kind of programmes that we are thinking about planning under the community side would be to, to run education programmes in a kind of different format. So, example we might use maths or arithmetic. We might go into the home dressing room and say, okay, that's one, there's the goalkeeper, that's number one, two, what does that make? That'd be three. And then say, okay, and just use that as simple as adding up to football terms as, as a way of learning maths, science, maybe, you know, that ball rolls, why does it stop, you know, talking about friction and things like that. So that might be, a, that might be something we would do, again, to get people on the pitch during the day and educate at the same time. So that's more of a more of a plan for the future. What is it you're doing now? I mean, what what effects are you having currently? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the programs that we, we put on, we have we use toddlers, so we, we normally do that inside. So there's things like the wee fifers or mini fifers. We have youth football, we have adult football, we have over 35s, we have seniors, we have walking football for men and women. The community programs include disabled football. So we have a disabled football section. We run that on a Thursday evening. We do an autism class. And, and these both of these classes are supported by kind of professional bodies. We do a mental health program, which has been incredibly successful. That's called Game Time Talk Time. So guys just come along. They've kind of lost their way a little bit. They've lost their purpose. They just come along and they can sit and have a coffee and a chat or they can go out on the pitch and just knock a ball about, you know, so it's just a way of getting them out of the house, giving them a kind of reason to, to get up in the morning. That's supported by, by SAMH, the kind of mental health bodies. We do fitness bodies, uh, fitness classes for men and women. And there's a, there's a program run by the SFA called FIT, which is football fans and training. And we're running that just now for men and women. So we've got two classes going uh, together. And the schools program, We've got a school of football, um, which we run at Leavenworth Academy. And then we do all the um, lunchtime clubs and, and after-school clubs in the primary schools. We do pop-up sessions during the summer. So we will go to a different venue every night. And that, that helps us reach out into um, the kind of wider community. So it reaches out to people who are not part of the club. Uh, you know, they're part of the community. So, so all in all, that's, that's another way of, of getting out there. We've just recently restructured, and again, this is this is again um, trying to develop our players technically as well as kind of ability-wise. Uh, so we appointed two full-timers. One is a guy called Tony McMinn, 
And Tony used to be the assistant manager of East Fife. And to get Tony was a real coup, actually, because he was advising me on who to get. And all of a sudden he said, I wouldn't mind the job myself. So we gave him the job. Now, Tony's qualifications, he's a UFIA coach. He's well-respected. And he is a generally a guy that's got a real presence and an influence. So Tony works in the schools and the school of football. So again, that, you know, building up that kind of connection with the, the further out community has been, been great. Tony has set up technical sessions. So we have player development programs running, which in essence means that teams can, or players can actually train with their team and then they can go for extra sessions with Tony's team and do further kind of development work. And we've split that into the various levels so that players are all at the kind of same level. So we haven't got, you know, a whole mass of people who some are struggling and some are taking it too easy. We try and, we try and identify them in their different skill levels. So that runs as well. Alongside that, we appointed a guy called Gregor Roger and, and Gregor runs our community programs. So Gregor's the guy who'd be looking after all the fit programs, the mental health programs, the, you know, anything which reaches out into the, to the further community. And then both of these kind of positions are, are, are set up and supported by part-time staff. So we have about five or six kind of part-time people who come in and, and maybe work 20 hours a week, 10 hours a week, something like that, in support of all these programs. And again, if you think about this pathway that we have, Alongside that, we run these community programs, so one kind of feeds each other, you know. The Half Court Press is on social media. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. suppose that this feeds into the next question of who are the key personalities you've mentioned a couple here well let me say there's a few coaches of personalities for a start um we've got some strong people which is great actually because you know if they were all kind of robots it would be kind of boring but yeah the each, each of the coaches has has its kind of moment they have their moments and um, i think I've, I'll, I'll mention this guy liam newton is is a player who's now playing for east fife Liam kind of graduated from the under-20s and moved into these five, and he's had two extensions to his contract already, so he's doing exceptionally well. Uh, really pleased for Liam. I was really pleased to secure somebody like Tony as head of development. Um, as I said, not only a UEFA licence holder, but has got a real strong connection with, the, with both the club and the community side. Gregor has fitted in really well, and he's beginning to plan that kind of future programs, what we can do to reach further out to the community. We wouldn't be where we are without our volunteers and parents. Uh, they play a big part in all that. You know, they do fundraising, they, you know, they look after you know, wash strips and things like that, turn up on a Saturday in the freezing cold to watch them play. We have a really good and a good, strong support from our sponsors, all local. Um, so these guys are incredibly generous and, and, and supporting the strips and things like that. And the real, you know, I'm supported by a committee who, who are, are, are very committed, but the real hero um, that we have is our secretary, uh, Michelle Brand. Michelle is, she's the anchor that keeps us all grounded. Um, she, is, she is our rock 
you know, and she he just she'd be the unsung hero for me. What's her role? She's the club secretary. They say she just keeps us. She just keeps us grounded, you know. So I'd like to talk a bit about the club philosophy. Mm-hmm. What makes your club special? What makes it different? It's a good question, actually. That I mean, everybody, I would imagine, every community club could argue that they are special, um, and they are in that in, the, in that they reach out to the the community. But I think our pathway makes us a bit different. It provides an opportunity for everyone, no matter what ability or gender, to participate. As I say, we'll never turn people away unless there are mitigating circumstances. And at the moment, we do have a problem in terms of the resource is a facility. We are having to cap numbers because we can't take any more to get them. We can't squeeze them in. Summertime is different because we can play outside and get, get some grass. But, uh, but just now, it's quite difficult. We strongly believe in coach education and encourage coaches to attend and attain uh, coaching qualifications. Decisions that are made by the committee are done in the best interests of both the playing staff and the coaching staff. So there's a real kind of sense of purpose in what we're trying to do. And, and I'm not sure in the whole of Scotland there's another setup that's, that offers development at all levels of ability. And as I said earlier, that, that pathway offers the opportunity to, to actually move into the professional game and sign for East Fife through the under-20 development team. So supporting all that, we have a coach induction programme, which coaches go through. That's done in a kind of booklet form, but we talk them through that. And we also have a parent induction form because we think that's quite important and the kind of the way parents should behave and, and, and you know, support their child. Um, so that's really why I think we are, we are just a little bit different. If, if I was to talk about our philosophy or ethos, um, then I would borrow something which, which I heard one of the coaches saying last week at a meeting saying that, you know, we're not only here to develop football skills, we're here to develop young people and make them better people. And then I thought, yeah, that's, that's really what this what sums this club up, you know. If you were to have a two or three sentence phrase here to describe how you engage with your community, how you engage with the local area, what would it be? Um, that's a good question because we've got, we've got so many strands going out. I mean, we use, we use football as a hook. In Scotland, football is, you know, most, most kids, male and female, kind of grow up supporting a team of sorts. So we, we've kind of used that hook to engage, to bring people in. I think our schools programme, both primary and secondary, have promoted not only the football side, but the healthy living, fitness and social skills. I think we kind of major on that, which I, I, look, I think that's, that's one of the best ways that we can promote our sport, is to say, yeah, it's not just about kicking a ball. It's about being able to, to play together. It's about being able to be part of a team, develop these social skills, being able to listen properly, you know, listen to understand, and then listen to reply. We run a young leadership program at the club, which is for kids around about um, 13, 14. Um, and it, it, it takes them through what that whole leadership aspect is and the roles, responsibilities, accountabilities how they look after the younger ones and things like that. So again, that kind of promotes this, this ethos, this philosophy we've got about making people better. As we begin to wind up, 
how can people get involved? How can people come join your club? We're always looking for volunteers, always. I mean, it, it, we are at Bayview, I'm at Bayview every night, you know, so, and, and Tony and Gregor are there every day, and most evenings, I've got to say. Michelle, who's our secretary, she's always always on the lookout for volunteers, not just to, to be coaches, but um, maybe to help the team. Each team has a representative who looks after them. We call them age reps. We're always looking for parent helpers uh, to go along on a Saturday and Sunday and, and help set up the pitch, put up the goal nets, things like that. Uh, and of course, we're always looking for sponsors. You know, sponsors, we're always, always happy to, to engage with sponsors and um, not just because we want, we want their money, which is probably, <laughs> probably the main cause, but it, it, it gives us a connection again with the kind of local community that, um, you know, we've given something back in terms of advertising their kind of strips and things like that. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's really, it's just a case of either going to the website, putting a, a web inquiry in, how can I help? How can I get engaged? How can I do this? Um, and then just come along and we, we speak to you, you know, and say, look, these are the kind of roles that we've got here. How would you like to engage with us? What is the website? It'll be East Fife Community Football Club. And we, we run a, um, the whole club runs on a, an administration piece of software called My Club Hub. And that has given us that's another kind of aspect of how we manage the club because it helps us administer everything. So we can see where the money's been spent. We can see where the fees have been coming in from subscriptions, etc. And that connects directly to our website. But you can also get in touch if you go on East Fife's football club, the, the, the main club, there's a connection to our website as well. And there's a couple of videos. There's a video of me um, talking about what we do and there's some other things about the kids playing and things like that. So, the Half Court Press is a multi-sport media outlet. You can check out our articles, opinion pieces and PDF magazines on our website. www.halfcourtpressmagazine.com Who have been the best players that have played at your club? At the club? That's a good question. Because in the four years I've been there, I've been, there are some, there have been some really good players. But the one who's who's made it, I know I, I say this when I say this in all honesty to parents when I can I kind of address the nation. If we get one player out of 400 kids that makes a professional grade, we'll be doing really well. Such is the demand of the professional game. So I'll go back to, to Liam, Liam Newton, who's who made that connection. He's he's made it and he's worked hard. He worked hard when he played in the under-20 team. He's worked extremely hard when he's gone with the first team. Um, and again, it, it's about, not just about a player's technical ability, it's about his attitude to improve, to just get better and better and better and build up his kind of, you know, his strengths and his technical ability. And, and Liam, Liam's done that, and I admire Liam for what he's done. And Liam actually works for me now during, during the community programme, so um, he would be my choice. Is the, is the best player I've seen in the four years I've been down there anyway. Who have been the best coaches that you've worked with at the club? The best coaches? I'd have to say Tony because I, <laughs> I employed him. But, um, but in all seriousness, Tony is... How can I describe Tony without being too, too much of a singing more and praises for recruiting him? He's a first-class coach. Um, he's, he's very approachable, but he's very demanding. And I like that. He demands quality, he demands standards, he sets high standards, and he, he asks 
players to set these high standards as well. And the difference that he's made in the short time he's been there, he's only been there about four or five months, has been incredible. So much so that we have got the bigger teams now looking at our younger teams. So we've just lost a young lad from our 2011 team gone to Celtic. You know, there's Hearts are looking around, Dundee United are looking around. So the, 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 the Premier League clubs in Scotland are now beginning to look down and say, oh, there's something going on there. And, and I think Tony has, has raised the bar in terms of what he does in term, as a coach, but I think he's raised the bar in terms of where our coaches need to aspire to get to. And another reason I would say that he is, he's probably the coach that I would admire the most is that he's running these, what we call, in-service nights for coaches. So once again, it's part of that whole coach education programme where we do things about developing a mindset. We've set up a framework for fund fours and fund fives. This is Tony, he's done all this of his own. And he set up a framework for seven-a-sides, a framework for nine-a-sides, and a framework for one-a-sides. So this is not meant to be a straitjacket to constrain the coaches. It's really guiding principles that will help them develop as coaches. And, and, and again, make, make them better coaches, but also it'll, it'll transmit to the players, you know? So Tony, Tony would be the, the one that I would say would be, be my kind of coach. What is your biggest hope for the future? I, my aspiration is that East Fife Community Football Club become the best community club in Scotland. And we are seen to be the best community club in Scotland. A measure for that would be people, people would be coming and saying, you know, we want to, we want to copy what you're doing. How do you do this? How do you do that? Um, at the moment, we, we do have a connection with other community clubs, which we support and share ideas, which is great. And because, you know, if you think about a community, the whole of Scotland is the community. And we're just a small part of that. But that would be my aspiration, would be to stand up in front of other community clubs and say, this is where we are, and this is, this is how good we are, and this is what we do. That would be the aspiration. Dave Heddle of East Fife Community Football Club. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been a Half Court Press production by Teo McLeod. If you have enjoyed this show, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Facebook.